This program is brought to you by Bibleway Media, a work of the Ulaga Church of Christ. Hello, my name is Roy Knight for The Christian Gentleman. The other day I was in Walmart to pick up a few things. Right where I needed to be, there were two people who were talking about the current events. Instead of imposing myself in their space, I stopped short and mindlessly began to look at things that I did not need in hopes that they would eventually move on. As I waited patiently, their rather loud conversation went from the topics of high interest rates to people who were receiving checks that shouldn't get them, to high prices, to global crises. They eventually said their goodbyes with a proverbial rain cloud over their heads. I thought to myself, how sad to live a life like that. I am sure that was not their first conversation on topics such as these. What a drag to live one's life with such a mindset. If we are not careful, pessimism can eat us alive. Let's consider the negative effects of pessimism. First, pessimism fills our lives with dark thoughts. Our lives are sprinkled with good and bad. Pessimism focuses our mind on the gloomier end of that spectrum. As we meditate upon these thoughts, our minds are moved away from the blessings we have. If we are not careful and begin to self-correct, our thoughts will begin to snowball into deeper and deeper darkness. Second, pessimism drains the life out of us. As the sap seeps from the gash in a tree, so pessimism slashes the soul and drains the life out of us. When we start feeling as if everything is wrong and everybody is against us, we start feeling powerless and isolated. Optimism and hopefulness fade away as we sink back into our little dark corner of the world. Third, if we are not careful, pessimism can cause anxiety, depression, and anger. Generally, these feelings are directed at things we cannot change. Yet these feelings eat away at our soul as termites eat away at our homes. Over time, such feelings will leave us feeling like an empty shell. This tears away our physical body as we drift away into antidepressants and high blood pressure medications. It also tears down our spiritual body as we take our eyes off of Jesus and begin to place them on our own problems and cares and concerns of this world. Fourth, pessimism can steal our joy. Joy is the current realization and future expectation of that which is good and positive. As a thief lurks in the night to steal our physical possessions, pessimism lies in wait to snatch away our joy. Joy, combined with hope, especially as it relates to us spiritually, gives us the fuel to push forward from day to day. When pessimism steals that away, we are like a car out of gas on the side of the road. Finally, pessimism paints us in a corner. Do you like hanging around people who are negative all the time? I bet you don't, unless you're a negative person yourself. Generally, we gravitate away from these people. One day, a pessimistic person looks up and finds that they have very few friends. Why? Because they have driven them all away. Thus, their world gets darker and darker. The world is bad. Everything is bad. And now, I'm all alone. If we are not mindful, we can get stuck in a downward spiral that will eventually drown us. We must break that chain of thinking. Because whenever we feed on gloomy thoughts, they become more addictive. How do we break this cycle of thinking? Here are a few ideas. First, 
count your blessings. That might sound cliche, but it's true. As pessimism focuses on the bankrupt nature of man, counting one's blessings draws our attention to how rich we really are. Believe it or not, but we live in the richest nation on the face of the earth. Compared to most people, the poor here are very rich. Most pessimistic people probably have a home, a car or two, electricity, running water, food in the refrigerator, besides many other things. Yet they forget all about these things because they have taken them for granted. Their things have become old and mundane. They become blinded to them because they are distracted by the gloomy outlook of the world. I dare you to take time, find a quiet place, and seriously think about the blessings you have. Second, we need to remind ourselves that the Christian spirit is to radiate hope and joy. Not only are we the most blessed nation in the world, but Christians are the most blessed people in the world because we have real hope which produces true joy. Paul said, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. Because we have these characteristics in our lives, Paul goes on to say, Let us not become conceited, provoking one another, envying one another. Verse 26. When we neglect to develop the fruit of the Spirit, but instead adopt the mindset of pessimism, it gives birth to conceit, provoking one another, and envy. Think about these things and tell me that they're not true. The Christian's hope and joy are based upon the eternal. If you think about it, a pessimistic person is more miserable than a person in jail. They are free physically, but they are imprisoned in their minds. Paul, as he said in a dark, stinky dungeon, wrote these words in Philippians chapter 4 and verse 4. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. The word rejoice is found ten times, and the word joy is mentioned four times in the book of Philippians. Let me ask you. Which one is freer? Which one has the most joy? Which one has the most hope? Paul did, and Christians do, because we have Christ. We have the knowledge that we are not alone, and that God is watching our backs. Hebrews chapter 13 and verse 5, and Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33. Even though things are not perfect for the Christian, we have a song in our heart and a full assurance of God's saving grace. That stomps out pessimism in my life and puts a smile on my face. What about you? Pessimism is a poison, but Jesus makes us free. Therefore, if the Son makes you free, you are free indeed. John chapter 8 and verse 36. If you would like to know more about overcoming pessimism in your life and establishing a new life based upon the promises of Jesus Christ, you can contact my friends at the Ulaga Church of Christ, or you can email me directly at stgeorgecfc at yahoo.com. That's all I have for right now. And what does the Lord require of you? But to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly with your God. May the Lord bless you as you seek to do His will, and I'll see you next time on The Christian Gentleman.
If you are looking for a gift this holiday season, Volumes 1 and Volumes 2 of There is a River, as well as the study of the Gospel of John, which is entitled Who Has Believed Our Report, is on Amazon in both paperback and Kindle versions. I've written them for your encouragement. Enjoy. We hope you enjoyed this program. We encourage you to subscribe to our podcast on Pandora, Spotify, or Podbean. Thanks for listening.